if I could just ask, ask a second question real quick because I'm never going to get a chance to ask you this again. Any chance I could get a hug? <laughs> That's probably the best second question I ever heard. <laughs> I heard it a few times as a first question, so. <laughs> That's it? Oh, cool. Welcome. How about that hug, boss? How about that hug, boss? Come on, bring it in. Thank you. You look like my Again, everyone, welcome to Radio MVP's episode number 73 here as we get going. Hard to believe, Anthony. We've gone now 73 episodes on this, and I was just checking our stats the other day. Over 5,000 downloads since we started this. Over 130 podcasts, including our high school football and basketball and everything else I've done and you've done. Uh, we've done great things. Now, we've had a few guests on mm-hmm. over the years. And today we have, I, I tell you what, I got a smile on my face because this is just too much fun. Um, <laughs> Don't Jim, oversell it, Tim. No, Don't no, no. oversell it. Jim, Mike Elgren's here. And the reason I say this is, here's a man I met about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago. Yeah, that's about right. It was, uh, but well, let me go back to my story here first. What happened was, about two years ago, I, two, three years ago, I met a man named Peter Morris, and Peter's a great guy, we have some things in common, and uh, he's originally from uh, England, so he knows a lot about, I'm going to use the word soccer, because that's what I used to say. We don't use the S word at my house. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, that's what I used to say. Right. Um, And he was post things on Facebook that he was going to watch a match, and I remember very... uh, Distinctly, that he was, is who uh, I have a two-bit uh, goal goalkeeper to sell. This was a few years back because right. he was he, upset about how bad he played. Right, and I says, you know, and that they were going to the West Side Bowl. There's a plug for them um, to watch the games, and I was like, God, I really want to go, but I couldn't make it. And I've, about a year later. He posted it again that he, they were all going to the West Side Bowl to watch. Uh, I believe it was against Man City. Uh, or maybe it was man. Or maybe it wasn't Man City. Maybe it was just uh, as long as you don't say Man United because you don't have a dump button handy. Yeah. When people say Man United around me. Anyway, I, yeah, it might have been United. It might have been United. Anyways, um, I says I have. Uh, it was in the morning. I says I'm going to go. So I went, and that's where I met him, uh, Jim, a uh, Vike, and uh, we're going to call you Vike because that's what everyone calls you anyway. Right? Yeah, pretty much, and. Uh, so, we'll get into that story. And you know, Peter tells uh, uh, Vike, he goes, well, this is Tim's first time. He, you know, Because I, I walked in and I said, who are we rooting for? Because I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing. <laughs> the fellas in the red. <laughs> that's exactly what I heard. The fellas in the red. I says, all right. That's what we're doing. And uh, then I get the backstory a little bit from Peter and that. And then uh, Vike comes over. He goes, you're a newbie? 
<laughs> and and next thing I know, uh, he's singing in my ear, <laughs> putting his arm around me, and I'm like, I know that song. <laughs> You'll never walk alone. That's right. And uh, from that point on, I made my declaration that I would be following Liverpool. In the Premier League from, from this point on. And don't you love me for it now? Oh, I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> now, I haven't made it to the West Side Bowl that often because of my schedule. However, and, and that's it, my goal this year is to get there a few more times. That's how I met this gentleman. And we're talking football without being an oval ball. Yeah, or, or uh, somebody called it hand egg to me. I think Peter, actually. <laughs> but it's funny. There's a whole connection with uh, Nathan that owns the West Side Bowl. Because Nathan is not only a Liverpool supporter, he's also a Minnesota Vikings fan. So Nathan and I, we go back, good Lord, I first met him I think in the late 80s, early 90s. We used to go to hardcore shows at the old Penguin Pub. Oh my God, I've been there. Yes. Yeah, old Oh my school. God, yes, so, back in the 80s? Yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> when, when I first started watching Liverpool, Nathan was like, oh my God, you finally had the light come on in your head. You know, you finally got it. And so I got my first... Ever Liverpool gear, I got a scarf and, a, and and one of the jerseys, in fact, two jerseys I got from him that I still have and I still wear were from Nathan, who was so overjoyed that I had discovered the beautiful game and that I had discovered the joys of Liverpool football that Nathan drove to the radio station. Where are you at? I'm at work. I'll be there in 10 minutes. And he showed up with his haul of gear. Wow. You know, so, and I have to say that, like, half of my Liverpool stuff and a good portion of my Viking stuff I got from Nathan because his family buys him for Christmas and birthdays and stuff so much Liverpool stuff and so much Viking stuff that he can't possibly wear it all. So whenever Nate decides to clean out his closet, I get the hand-me-downs. And believe me, I don't mind at all. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and, and Peter... Uh, what a joy to meet that guy yes. because he's a chemistry prof over at YSU, and I met him simply because we had a mutual friend on Facebook um, on a completely different page, but apparently one of my posts caught his eye, and he went, wait a minute. <laughs> There's another one of me here? <laughs> and uh, he and I have become fast friends ever since as well. And we're infecting the rest of the community. Yeah, I met Peter through politics. Uh, I'm very much involved. Everybody knows I am I was part of the Democratic Party and everything else. And I've made podcasts uh, for local politicians. And right, I, uh, right. And it might have been the Progressive MV site that I met right. him through. Yeah, and the Progressive MV is something that uh, Peter does. And... I, you know, over the years we've run into each other and talked, and right. I really—that's how I met him, and that's how I ended up finding him on Facebook. That's how I ended up at Westside Bowl that morning, uh, <laughs> that Sunday morning, because I said, "This looks like too much fun. I have to find out about it." I've gotten over my my phobias years ago. I used to—I wouldn't even call them phobias. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, you get to a point where people tell you, or you hear it so much here in the United States that you know, soccer's boring. Or football is boring. You're, you're yeah. watching the wrong game, kids. Yes. And it was funny because I used to say the same thing. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I've never lied on this podcast yet. I tell the truth. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. People like and hate me for the same reason. Uh -huh. well, <laughs> but, you know, that's one of the things 
it was, it was uh, I like, uh, it was like the light went off in my head is when I was talking to you in that first game. Uh-huh. And you, you pulled me aside. He goes, what do you see? Nothing. He goes, now watch this. They're all in triangles. Right. And and watch how they're passing the ball, working it downfield. Yeah, and I'm you, like, holy smokes, the game just changed for It me. started to make sense because you started to watch what was going on around the ball rather than watching the ball. Exactly. And Americans are used to watching the ball. Baseball, mm-hmm. football, basketball. But the, uh, and the way I've – and this is how my wife got – uh, acclimated to it fairly quickly because my wife is a huge Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Okay, I mean, my wife, her idea of foreplay is checking me into the headboard. Right. Okay, <laughs> uh, she she wanted me to dress up like Marc Andre Fleury. I'm not kidding. Okay, but at any rate, the flow is similar in that the idea is you're trying to pass the ball through defenders to get the ball in front of the net so somebody can bang it home. Correct. And when you see that flow, all of a sudden you go, ah, it's not just a bunch of guys kicking a ball around the field. And it's funny that a lot of the people that have told me, well, it's boring, there's not enough scoring, are the same people that will sit through a 14-inning pitcher's duel. or And call it a great game. <laughs> or, 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 or Exactly. Or, for the love of God, I don't understand it, they will spend their whole Sunday afternoon watching golf and you're gonna tell me soccer is boring no i'm sorry my friend it is anything but i totally agree i like i said i've 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 been enlightened in the last couple years and 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 it's that anticipation of the scoring exactly because it almost happens a lot right (laughs) you know and as i mentioned my my schedule sometimes they play at three o'clock p.m our time yep and I'm at middle of the day at work, and right. maybe you are too. Right. And uh, however, I drive all day long. Right. Uh, I work for car parts. I'm driving around. Sometimes sure. I'm going 45 minutes to make a delivery. Uh huh. So, I l- literally started listening to the games on the on the on the stream. Really. And oh my God, those two guys! I don't know their names, but they are the most fun. Absolutely nuts uh, yeah. announcers. I, wonder, I love them. I wonder if those were the same guys that yes. they had in the video. Those yes, the same they are. Fellas. They are. I saw the video of those guys losing it. Not even not even when we won the Champions League, right. but that Barca game at Anfield. Yes. Yes. Those two guys were apoplectic. They are my, that's they, one of my goals is now that I've hugged Jurgen Klopp, I want to meet those two guys and hug them too. I love those cats. Uh, there's no question about that. <laughs> I, 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 being an announcer, myself yeah I, I loved mm-hmm. you know and their style is conversational he's informative and obviously that's maybe goes to the culture I'm not sure uh-huh. you know but uh their excitement their absolute joy right of every game live and die with every opportunity <laughs> it, is, it is the coolest thing in the world to listen to oh and it is you know as a person who has have God I've been doing high school and college football and basketball for 25 years if not longer i never keep track <laughs> yeah it's just kind i of love a blur. listening to others for that reason alone because you yeah. can learn something from them yeah. take a little piece of this or that and it right. just makes it more fun and enjoyable sure. sure you know and but yeah if you have a chance like yeah. to stream it yeah uh do it i will I will. Absolutely. You'll understand what I'm saying. Well, and and along those same lines, because I've honestly gotten sick enough with association football 
<laughs> um, I've gotten sick enough with it that if I'm bored and I'm flipping through channels on TV, I'll stop and watch Mexican League. Oh, wow. I'll stop, and I, I, I need to learn to speak Spanish because I want to know what those cats are saying. <laughs> yeah. Because they're so ramped mm-hmm. up, and, like, every little bit is just, like, it's hype, 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 hype. And I love the how, how melodic this, the calls sound in Spanish, and it's almost like... You yeah, know what am I missing? Yeah, what am I? I want to know what that cat's saying. Exactly. And we actually, um, I can't remember which match it was, but there was, I think it was during the uh, round of sixteen for the Champions League. One of the matches we had to watch through a Spanish feed, and we were going to turn the sound off, and I was like, no. Leave it on. Let it go. I haven't got the slightest idea what those guys are saying, but it sounds beautiful. And when they say goal, it's the same thing. Exactly. So, and, and we had a great, we had a blast watching that. But I mean, it's really sick enough to like. If I'm bored and like, I'll watch Mexican League. I'll watch. Um, uh, I'll watch MLS. Hell, we went to a crew game. Yeah. Uh, the same day as the Champions the cr- League final. The first professional. Okay, so I guess I'll call it soccer because that's that they call it MSL. Uh-huh. Uh, sure, I mean it's, it's yeah. you know. It's yeah, not I'm just having fun. I'm you. just yeah. having fun there. But yeah. uh, <laughs> game I ever went to was a crew game, yeah. and this was many years ago. They were still playing at Ohio Stadium. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they had played there for a while. Yeah, when they first this when the team first formed, they didn't have the stadium built yet. Oh, I didn't or realize it was, that. it was known as Crew Stadium. Uh huh. And. A friend of mine lived down there, and I used to go down and visit him on the weekends and, you know, BS, and we were looking for something to do. And one day, I, I just, you know, it's like this, and anywhere like, I don't know, it was like middle of the, you know, it's going to be like a two o'clock kick, you know? And yeah. I said, how about, I says, I says, is the crew in town? And he goes, you know, I've never gone. I said, there have I. <laughs> Bucket list, <laughs> and, that buddy. And, and, and that's what we did. And, we, yeah. we, and he says, we... Looked it up and he, and he says, "Yeah, they are." And then he had actually a friends of his at work that were part of the the crew crew. Mm-hmm. I forget yeah. exactly what they call it. Yeah, but they the cheer you know cheer squad basically for them. Oh, uh, Murderers Row or something like yeah. that. They got that one. It's kind of like their version of the cop. Yeah, and uh, he called him up. He says, "Yeah, meet us there. We'll get you tickets. You know, uh, uh, we'll, someone always has tickets. We'll get you some tickets. You know, and we yeah." Got, you know, like face value or less, you know, at the time. And we went in, and it was the first time I ever seen a game and uh, live. And I yeah. thought, this is pretty cool. I didn't really know the game that well. I'm right. you're talking maybe I, I'm 52 today. Maybe I was 27, 28 at okay. the time. Yeah. Uh, and it might have been, you know, a little older, but in that range. Right. And that was the first time I ever went to a game and I never been back to a professional game since uh-huh. uh I was going to try to get up to uh to uh South Bend but I didn't have a chance just the opportunity wasn't there for me right cuz uh, Anthony actually notified me immediately remember that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I remember Anthony here's a huge Notre Dame fan so he ah, goes to South Bend all the time I've... go ahead and tell the story of just going to South Bend for yourself yeah uh when you're born into my family you learn two things yeah you're a dumber, and you hate USC. <laughs> and uh, my grandpa, you know, every Christmas he gets up and he gives a prayer. And as we started to get older, the prayer started to mean a little more. One year he stands up, he said, I'm not going to do that this year. 
Yeah. It was when all her grandchildren were old enough to be married. And he said, I have two rules in my house, or my family. One, you have to get married in church, and my grandma will help you. Okay, fine. Number two, don't you dare get married during football season because I'll be at Notre Dame. <laughs> That's beautiful. And ever since I was six years old, I've been going to games. I went to school out there, and I can't count how many games I've been to. Probably, God, 200. I mean, it's been an absolute insanity. He's a Notre Dame copite. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, beautiful. Our whole family is. And uh, so I've, I was following the social media pages, and I think I was out there for the spring game, and I texted Tim. I said, Tim, Liverpool's coming to South Bend. Because um, that was the big deal. This was yeah. the first conscious series was last year, the first soccer game this year. And, um, and that was, you know, really big for them out there because – they're trying to expand the campus, expand the stadium, use it for more than just football. Right. And granted, and given the women's soccer's really good history, mm-hmm. that it really took off. And uh, so that, that was really cool to see that, you know, Notre Dame could host such a premier franchise. And, and, and I, and I got to tell you, as far as it goes, it was my first ever visit to the campus. What did you think of it? What a gorgeous campus i mean it like it looked to me like ysu on steroids it it's 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 so old but it's so new it it is and i i know people use this term and this phrase a lot when they see something new or see something it truly is magical it is it's magnificent i texted i went to the spring game and this is probably my hundredth i've been out there 400 times and Every time I walk on that campus, I get goosebumps. Like, I would wake up in college, and I would look out my 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 kitchen window, and I would see the Golden Dome. Yeah. And I texted my cousin at one point last week, and I saw a picture on Facebook, and I said, there is no other place in America that can combine sheer beauty with the, with the mystique yeah. of this place. And the history, yeah. And I challenge anyone in this country to find me a place that does that. That You know, that's an excellent point. I, I would agree with that because um, that's one of the things in the visit of the campus. And, we, and I did get a selfie with Touchdown Jesus, by the way. You want to know, uh, <laughs> know a cool story about Touchdown Jesus? Yeah, let Please. me have it. Touchdown Jesus, when they constructed the renovations in 1997, uh-huh. Father Hesburgh, who was still, the, was still very active at the time, there's a movie out about him now. He was doing the renovations, and they wanted to put in their scoreboard up. He said, as long as I'm alive on this earth, you will not block touchdown Jesus. <laughs> you are not allowed to block him. You are, you are not allowed to block him. And Lou Holtz went in. He said, Father, I want to put a logo on the side of the helmet. And he said, I, you know, we want to become more modern. We want to do this. We want to do that. You know, <laughs> We no. want to do that. <laughs> Father says no. <laughs> and Father Hesburgh said, you have two options. You can go find another college coaching job right now because you're fired. Or it can be our coach. You're going to have the same helmet we've had for for centuries. I remember years ago when the green jerseys freaked everybody no. out. And, uh, <laughs> that didn't last long. Father Hesburgh left Lou Holtz with this. He said, would you ever get a tattoo on, uh, on a touchdown Jesus? And... 
Lou Holtz said no. He said, don't you dare desecrate that helmet. <laughs> and That's when, beautiful. when they were building the video board, they said, you're not allowed to put it on that side because you're not allowed to block touchdown Jesus or the Golden Dome. And it looks beautiful from, it, from it the is. stadium. It, it's just, it I is. mean, I had always heard about it, but I was really, I was really overwhelmed in the joint oozes history. Yeah, it oh, really it, it, does. And I kept telling like some of the other journalists that were there from whether like from the UK yeah. or from where the, 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 the I was telling you you guys don't realize no, what like you're you are participating in a sporting event at something that is like the moral equivalent of like an historic site. Yeah, like that, the battle at Gettysburg. When they yeah. first went out about I remember when I was in school and the whole big thing was Hey, let's get fuel turf. Let's get fuel turf. And you would have thought you just committed treason. Yeah. Because they, you, you know, they're aimed for, since the 1800s, to said grass. And yeah. you would have thought you were committing treason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Putting a logo on that field. That 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 stadium and that field are as historic as Anfield are to Liverpool. Yeah. It really it, is. It's when you think college football, yes. who's the first guy you think of? There Knute Rockney. Yep. Bang. Yeah. And it's, and it was really cool to see. This historic place, this historic stadium, host one of the premier franchises in all of football. It was it was a wonderful experience, and I couldn't have picked a better place to do it until I get my butt to Anfield next spring. There was another uh, cool story. I you didn't notice because I saw the field they took out the hash marks in the end zone. Right. You ever count how many hash marks are in the end zone? No. no. Not in each end zone. Nine plus nine is what? 18. 18. Each hash mark is at a 42-degree angle facing the Golden Dome, the administration building. Yeah. That was the year the university was founded. Oh, no oh kidding. My. That's cool. That is. They, there's so many great stories. There, there. It, it, it's it such is. a mystique, as we said earlier. Yeah, it, it's incredible that you can bring this franchise from the U.K. over here and... And people such as yourselves will understand the historic magnitude of it. No, it, 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 it does have a lot of that. It's it's very true. And I think people grasped that when they were there. And some of the folks uh, from elsewhere in the mm -hmm. world that were watching the game on TV or following it online or streaming it mm -hmm. or whatever, they were kind of like, whoa, that's not a very big crowd. And I explained to people, I knew, 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 knew. That place is huge. And okay. they took 5,000 seats out a couple years ago, too. Yeah, uh, well, yeah the capacity is just massive. Yeah. For the, there were about 50,000 people there. That's pretty dang good. Yeah, that's would, pretty good. I want to say Holt's close to 80,000, 75,000. Uh, I believe now with all the renovations, 77,000. Yeah. And it was You don't 80, realize 000. how large that no. is until yeah. you're in it. Yeah. And, and you don't realize the way it's constructed, even more so with the press boxes and everything, that it is constructed to hold the noise inside. Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought of that, yeah. It is construct, and I've been to Ohio, I've seen Ohio State, Michigan. I've been to Penn State. I've been to Denver. I've been to Cleveland. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've been all across the country to see huge sporting events. I have never heard a stadium louder in my life to Notre Dame. Wow. Never. That's why you'll never walk alone sounded so good. <laughs> Damn, right. Damn right. So he texts me. He goes like this Liverpool's coming to South Bend. And I'm like, holy smokes. Now, ever since I was my first opportunity to go down to uh 
the West Side Bowl and meet mm-hmm. everyone. And I started talking about it here on the podcast. I go, I go, I sorry. I says, now you have to deal with me for my Liverpool minute. And I give an update about what's going on in the season, uh-huh. and you know, and he would laugh at me. I says, "No, no." I says, "You understand, friggin' Mignolet. Yeah, I was like this. This is. I says, "You need to come with me and experience this, and you'll become more of a fan." I'll, I'll be honest. You'll just. You will. The, the the light will go on. The light will go on, and you'll enjoy it. And I have expanded over the years. I was pretty much a football, baseball, basketball mm-hmm. guy here, uh-huh. and baseball always was number football, one. baseball, hockey guy, and. I picked up hockey a few years back. Uh, I, I, the last twenty years, Me I too. paid attention during mm-hmm. the, uh-huh. um, you know, Stanley Cup playoffs and stuff like that. Yeah. I was never really in season guy. And then, uh, a few years back, I started paying attention. A lot of my friends are are, are Penguins mm-hmm. fans, mm-hmm. and which understandable, right across the you know way right. over in Pittsburgh. Right. I never was a, a Penguin fan. I never rooted against them. Mm-hmm. See, my wife because says you got to go. Right. And yes, the reason I was, and you're right, you have to see it live. It's an amazing game live. And I, the reason I was never a Penguin fan is just because I'm a Cleveland yep. fan. Right. Yeah. I just to, had. You I couldn't, couldn't cross that bridge. I couldn't cross that bridge. I never rooted against the Penguins. Right. But you, you know, when they made them. runs, I was rooting for them to do well because all my friends are Penguin fans. Right. I moved to Columbus, oh, about 10, 15 years ago for, for a couple of years. And I got tickets. First hockey game I got to see was uh, the Blue Jackets. Right. And I was fortunate enough uh, to get glass seats twice. Nice. And through work. And I actually caught a puck. So I like the Blue Jackets. I don't hate the Blue Jackets. I, I, I just I didn't feel like fall in love with them or anything like that. I just enjoyed the opportunity. And right. they were good. And then I moved back. So I didn't. And they didn't, like, stay with it. And they're not shown in our market. They're blacked right. out because of the Penguins. Unless it's the playoffs that are yep. playing the Pens. Yeah, right. they're blacked out. Right. So, I just, again, I was kind of the same feeling that I had for the Blue Jackets as I had for the Penguins. I didn't hate them. I just didn't watch them. I didn't, you know, if it was playoff time, I was interested. Right. Other than that. So, I'm a poker player, or I was for a long time. And right. I used to follow all the poker players. Uh, in Vegas and all this national and international type thing. And the Vegas Golden Knights were coming off. You know? Right, right. And there were all these guys who, and that's all they t- tweeted about it. And I was following. <laughs> so I started getting into it. And I was like, oh, this is too much fun. They're right. all talking about the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny It's funny you mention that because as an aside, I've got a friend of mine, John, that lives out in Vegas. And he's from Cleveland, and he's a huge Browns fan. And w- w- once he was out in Vegas, when they got the Golden Knights, he went whole hog. Yep. Yeah, went- <laughs> yeah well, that was their very first professional team in Vegas. Yep. Yeah. Know? And the Raiders will be there in a year or two. Um, <laughs> the Raiders are a professional team? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't go are that they? far, Nick. Uh, well, I hate the Raiders. Hey, that's old AFL hate. Right I think there. everybody I hates the Raiders. I hate the Raiders. You either love the Raiders or you hate the Raiders. I'm he's a Broncos Raiders. fan. We know where he's coming from exactly. on this. One. I'm a Raider hater. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I started following them, and I start, I watched the very first game on on uh, the NHL Network, and you know they won, and it shocked the hell of me. An expansion team, and yeah. and then they went on this great run, and I started following them, and then one day I got I, I used to get. Emails from the NHL, and they they had the NHL app on sale for all the games for like right. twenty five bucks. Right, it was like in I don't know, like beginning of the new year. 
Okay. You know? So there's still a lot of lot of hockey left. Uh-huh. I said, for $25, I can't go wrong. You know? And I yeah. and I bought it. And I was hooked. Gone. I was absolutely hooked from that point on. Put some butter and some pepper on exactly. that. Exactly. Done. And <laughs> I became a Golden Knight yep. fan. Yeah. I, I'm not even close to Vegas. Never See? will be. But I watch the Knights she every does. chance I get. That is very similar to how I got to where I am now. Do you want to hear the origin story? Please. All right. Um, what about 2007, 2008 in that environs? I'm getting older. My memory ain't as sharp as it used to be. But we've got a Vikings fan club that gets mm-hmm. together to watch the Vikings games. And at the time, uh, we were going to we go to Westside Bowl now. But at the time, we were going to Barry Dingles. Okay, fine restaurant, by the way. Free plug, Barry Dingles, best steak you'll ever have in your life. Anyway, uh, we're, we're, the Vikings were having a terrible year. Um, uh, Colonel Clink, what the hell was his name? We used to call him Clink. We're still the coach. Um, Dennis Green? No, not Dennis Green. We love the fat man. We loved the fat man. Was it Norv Turner? Uh, No, it wasn't Norv. It was, oh, God. uh, Now I can't even think of his name. Oh, my God. The bald guy. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I can't remember. uh, Yeah, Brad Childress. Brad Childress, yeah. Thank you. We used to call him Clink. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Anyway. Uh, and I, it might have been it, it, it might have it been before him too though any, at any rate the point of the story being the Vikings were playing terribly and we're sitting at the bar most of the guys had already left and me and my friend Dan are sitting there and Dan looks up of his, from his drink and he goes good god we stink we might as well start watching the Premier League and then he goes L-I-V E-R-P double O-L Liverpool F-C and that's stuck in my head, and it started to get to be kind of a running joke that right. whenever the whatever the Vikings were doing bad, yep. which they continued to do so for a while, but um, until, of course, Favre came and all that weirdness, <laughs> that weirdness. of 2010, but it, it kind of got to be a running joke that the Vikings are doing terrible. What are Liverpool doing? And I kind of got... I started, you couldn't mm-hmm. see, still see it on TV regular, but I would start following online and, you know, like Dan one year got me a Liverpool team calendar as a joke and whatnot. Well, at one point in time, this is a couple of years later, this would have been about 2013 because it was right before the 2013-2014 season started. And... They started showing uh, NBC Sportsnet started running the Premier League games, mm-hmm. and I'm looking through and I said, "Oh, now I, I, I gotta I gotta backtrack a little bit now, uh, to, just to give you a little context. I was fascinated by the idea of soccer when I was a kid in the '70s. North American Soccer League had just started, and it would, but I come from a family of zero jocks. Mm-hmm. I was the first sports fan in my family. I had we're talking about Ohio in the 1970s." Soccer? Yeah. What? You know, it's Youngstown, Ohio. This is football yep. and baseball and basketball and the hell with you. But I I was I was relegated, relegated, to watching they used to rerun old Bundesliga mm-hmm. matches on channel forty five that were like a week old. But I was fascinated, but nobody did teach it to me, so it kind of fell by the wayside. And, of course, I had my Indians and my Vikings, and you know what torture both of those teams <laughs> have brought me since the tender age of 10 years old, um, which leads back into all of this. But at any rate, 
this whole thing had started with us kind of like the seed had been planted for me in Liverpool football. Well, when they start showing the matches on MSNBC or on not MSNBC, NBC Sportsnet, and I can't even remember what I, I just happened to see it was flipping through on the on the uh, Direct TV. Oh, well, what do you know? They're on TV, and I watched it, and it was like a bolt of lightning hit me square between the eyes. I saw Anfield. I saw the passion. I saw those fans, and it was like a religious experience. I was like, well, i got to get in on this. I've been watching the Indians and the Vikings my whole life. <laughs> 97 World Series, 98 God. NFC Championship game, no thank you. I'm, I enjoyed the <laughs> NFC Championship game in 98 because I didn't want to see you guys at all that year. <laughs> no, no, I tell, I'm telling you what, you guys would have killed us. Johnny Randall's knee was bump, was banged you up. Think? I, you guys would have killed us. That was Elway, and that was Davis Elway again. And, yeah. and, and there was, I'm gl- in retrospect, honestly, and I've thought about this before, I'm glad that the Falcons won that game because that would have been Super Bowl loss number five, and that might have wound up in my untimely demise. <laughs> yes. But there, there, there you go, though. That's yep. it, it's that whole idea of I'm into something here now where I saw and I felt something so yep. incredible. I had to teach myself the game. Mm-hmm. Because I had a basic understanding of the basics, but it took me a, a couple of months to figure off side out. It really yeah. did. Yeah. But I just became like it's like you with the with the knights. It was just like, wow, my hair is standing on end. I have goosebumps. Um, but it was the 2013-2014 season where the famous Steve Gerrard slip where it cost him the championship in the Premier League. Never mind the fact that, and here's another parallel, never mind the fact that Liverpool won 18 league championships before they rebranded it. Reminds me of my 1969 National Football League champion, Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> it says on the ring it was pre-merger. It counts. It counts. I will, I will might fight any man <laughs> who disagrees with that. But the point being, when Stevie slipped and I was like, oh, hell, I can deal with this. I'm a Vikings fan. I'm a Vikings fan. I'm an Indians fan. You know? <laughs> I remember seeing your smoke in 97. No, Don't get me started. But I, I just I felt an emotional connection that I hadn't felt since I was a kid. When I first started rooting for the Vikings or the Indians, I felt like, wow, I can remember what it's like to hope again because mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was walking into. <laughs> I just, I learned how to dream again. Mm-hmm. So that 2013-2014 season, watched every bit of it, all of my friends and all of my family, what the hell happened to Jim? Viking Jim? What about the Vikings? And it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, well, I still like them, too. I still yeah. like them, They're kind of like, you know, like like I still get along with my ex-wife, Heather. We're still great friends. But I'm not married to her anymore. <laughs> not married to her anymore. <laughs> we get along great, still love her to pieces, but come on. What has she done for me lately? <laughs> and... And, and and that that ties into the whole thing with where when they won the Champions League, I was just it wasn't even the, the the Champions League game, the game before that, the Barcelona game. Yes. Where I I try to get across to people the severity of the fact that with those games you take the aggregate of the two games and add them together. So that second leg, we were already down three nothing. We needed to beat them four nothing. Yep. And to do it. I mean, I get teary just thinking about it. It was so epic. And 
I've never, and I said this to my wife because my wife's a Steelers fan. My wife is a Penguins fan. She's used to this kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, right. what? Another trophy? Yeah, pfft, whatever. I've never had this. Yeah, exactly. You know? I don't know. I'm the kid that wouldn't go to school for a week after Super Bowl Eleven because he knew the Raiders fan oh, that was in God. Ohio history class with him was going to pick on him. Yeah, okay, exactly. I swear to God. But that's just, it's all gone now, man. And... Is it, you know, as some people say, is it, oh, you like sports ball, whatever. Yeah, I do. And it was freaking glorious. Thank you very much. It is. And I'll tell you what, I know the exact same feeling. I mean, as John mentioned earlier, I'm a Cleveland fan. Yeah, oh, so, God. Obviously, you know, the Browns and all the tragic and, things and, that and happened. And there. I got mad love for the Browns. There, I got a real big soft spot for them in my heart. I was yeah. at the double overtime Jets playoff game. Oh, that's one of my favorite games of all time. It was great. Uh, it was one of the. <laughs> Uh, I was at the the Buffalo game. Uh, I think a couple of years later, uh, where Clay Matthews intercepted the ball inside the five yard line to preserve the win. Yeah, and that was that was glorious. Yeah, I'm, I was my friends went to that one. I couldn't make that one. Yeah. I watched it on TV. I was half at work, and I had a TV on, and I never left that TV yeah. <laughs> for that game. But uh, getting back to uh, when you're talking about winning the championship, yeah, that's what happened. To me, when the Cavs won. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm a lifelong Cavs fan. I oh, mean, yeah. I remember. You're going to start crying thinking yeah, about it. I am. <laughs> I, because, I don't blame you. Because yeah, the miracle of Richfield was the closest I ever came yeah, to yeah. a championship. Yeah. And, yeah, the Indians, don't get me wrong, the Indians in the World Series 95, it was just glorious getting there. Yeah. And I was heartbroken that we didn't win. But it was an amazing, amazing journey to get there. Yeah. 97 broke my heart because oh, that was too. the year that everything broke right at the right time. And they had the game won. I didn't lost. watch him for three freaking years after that. Yeah. I ignored him. I said, screw really? you. Yes. I was so pissed. I didn't watch a Tribe game for three right. years. And then, of ah. course, I said there's nothing could ever be worse than losing Game 7 of a World Series. Oh. And, and the baseball god said, here, okay. Tim. Exactly. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. In June, the Cavaliers come back from 3-1 and win a championship. Oh. And it was the most glorious thing because I've always been a sports fan. And yeah. I've always said I want Maximum games. Yep. Yeah. So game seven is like uh, it was, the ultimate yes, thing. Yes. And because you can't do more games mm-hmm. in a playoffs or in a series than down game to the seven. wire. Yep. Right. And here came October, and my heart is just crushed. For the second time in my lifetime, I'm watching the Cleveland Indians in the World Series, and into extra innings in Game Seven. And Freaking random. Yeah. And but I that. That glorious June will never be forgotten. <laughs> and no. I cannot wait for that glorious October slash November now where, you know, the tribe is on top of it all. Yep. And it is, you know, like I said, and I, I, I told Anthony all last year, I said, I jumped on the bad one. Bandwagon at the right time. That's what I kept telling yeah, myself yeah. about Liverpool. Oh, yeah. Hey, I says, I'm the first to admit I'm, I'm jumping at the right time. I, I know the history. Been well, the it's been 20 years or some what, years since what? they won. And and look, I says, I'm a champion again. Yeah, I'm a champion again. <laughs> that's beautiful. And, and that's the thing. Like, when I first jumped in, I didn't, I mean, 
I really didn't know. I had to learn the history. I immersed right. myself mm-hmm. and started doing research. But when I jumped on, I didn't realize what I was jumping into. Right. I just... I dig that team. I dig those fans. I want to be part of that. I really honestly didn't know that I was seeping myself in that much history. Yeah, in that much history and that much tradition. And it's like, you know, I hate to make the comparison, but it's like the moral equivalency of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> it's that kind of deep yeah, history, yeah, no, that kind right. of deep love. You're, you're, you are correct. And. I really didn't know, and like I say, when when Stevie slipped and the championship slipped away, to me that was like, oh, hell, I've been through this before. I'm sticking around. There's going to be better days down the road. And then you get into the summer and the World Cup, and and Louis the Vampire bites that Italian fella in the World Cup, (laughs) and so we ditch him, and then Rogers comes in, and things kind of go to hell in a handbag almost, and then along comes the this tall, good-looking German fellow <laughs> by the name of Jurgen Klopp, and he turned that team around on a dime. Now let's... They, they were competitive, like, boom, and I, oh, I like him. I like him. Let's get to that story. Okay. Now, it was, a, it was without question, my favorite story of the summer. <laughs> it is just absolutely the best because a I knew you, and b the minute I seen the video, I just ear to ear and laughter and enjoyed. So you it. saw it before you talked to me. Yes. Oh, good and lord! And this is even better. So, yeah. Let's get back to the story. You decided to go to watch Liverpool play at South Bend. Right. How and- did this all come about? You, who is an exclusive producer for WKBN and and runs mm-hmm. boards, yeah, became. The press guy. The, the journalist. I love the journalist. that. journalist. going to be a journalist. As, as Fast Freddy likes to say, oh, you're not a journalist. But, ah, hell, you can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> it's America, right? Exactly. Well, um, it started out as a joke. Because we found out about the South Bend mm-hmm. game. We decided, oh, yeah, me and Peter and uh, our friend Kevin, who we just recently converted this season, he's like you. He's like flipping out. Hey, I picked the right team. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, we were planning on going. And I was talking to my friend Helen. Um, she lives in Burnley now. She's a Liverpool native. She lived in Los Angeles for a long time. But her and I got acquainted simply because I had posted something on a mutual friend's website, and she saw that I was a Liverpool fan, and her and I became friends, and now I call her my sister from another mister. Um, We've never actually met, but we're as close as family. We constantly chat and messaging and whatnot. We're going to stay with her when we go next year. But anyway, Jurgen Klopp being famous for the bear hugs, and uh, it's kind of even a, 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 almost a joke, I think, that like, oh my God, who is he going to hug now? But uh, a Klopp hug is a very big deal among among the Liverpool faithful. And Helen and I were just joking about. Wouldn't it be funny? I work for iHeartMedia. I bet I could get credentials. Wouldn't it be funny if I got a hug from Jurgen Klopp? And she said, oh, you wouldn't. I dare you. No, don't dare me. I double-dog dare you. And it was just a joke between me and Helen. But then the the idea started rolling around in my head. And I'm like, well, I'm not a risk taker. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll leave it to you like that. I mean, is, is outgoing and as gregarious as I usually am, and I'm usually the loudest guy in the room, 
as far as like I'm not the guy that's going to jump out of an airplane. You know, mm-hmm. perfectly good airplane. Why would I jump yep. out of an airplane? Um, bungee jump, you're nuts. You know, it's like major stuff like that. Um, but I, I, the idea started rolling around in my head, and so I talked to our, our mutual friend Ronnie Patesta from the Sports Animal. Love Ronnie to pieces. I still owe him a good bottle of liquor for this. Um, I went to Ron and I says, Ron, you know anybody over Notre Dame might know about getting press credentials? And Ron says, well, I can find out for you. He got in touch with a friend of his up there that I guess works on one of the fan mm-hmm. papers up there. The guy got Ronnie the information. And Ron forwarded it to me. It was a nice little link to go to this. And I let it sit for about a week. And I'm thinking, do I really want to? Because in my mind, I'm seeing me doing this and either embarrassing the hell out of myself (laughs) at the least. Okay. Or getting arrested at the worst. Because could you imagine trying to do this in an NFL press conference? I'd have gotten tased. You know? Don't tase me, bro. (laughs) But I'm rolling it through my head. And I sat on the link, Ron said, like I said, for about a week. But one day I'm driving, I was either driving to or from work, one way or the other. And while I'm thinking about this, and I punch, is my hand of God, is a true story, gentlemen. I punch the Beatles channel on my XM Sirius, and starts coming out of the speakers, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Ferry Cross the Mercy. That was a, I don't know if it was a sign from God. I don't know if it was a sign from the spirit of Shankly. Whatever it was, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I sent a note about the press credentials, tried to keep it cool. Hey, lady, can I get a... No, I'm real professional-like. Mm-hmm. They wound up approving my press credentials. And for, yeah, you said about the press box. When I was in the press box, how did I not cheer? I knew there was. That's the toughest thing not to do. I knew there was a certain decorum, but they were kind of lax because it wasn't a Notre Dame game. So, yes, I wasn't. They won't let you cheer during spring games there. Yeah. I I wasn't. Get in! Come on, you Reds! No, I I, I did a couple of times where I had to go, yes! Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a couple of, you know, sideways glances. But I managed not to get thrown out of the press box. Yep. That was step number one. I got a photograph with uh, Liverpool legend Ian Rush, uh, which was really nice. I think he was very happy that an American actually recognized yep. him. <laughs> but because I'm looking up, I turn around and I look, and I'm like, I'm, I'm out on the the outside of the press box. They have a nice little patio yeah. out there. Yep. And we're out on the patio. I was talking to this nice German fellow that was there covering Bo Rush and Dortmund. And we were just, you know, having a nice chat. Jesus, it's, that's Ian Rush. <laughs> so anyway, we get done with that, and I go back inside, and I'm looking. I see people moving, moving, moving. I'm like, I better get in this line. Looks like they're going somewhere. It's yep. the other guys. Media passes. I better get in here. Yep. Look at a guy. Where are we going? Press conference. Good. Good. That's where I'm trying to go. Now, how they don't spot me at this point is beyond with my with my Liverpool shirt and my <laughs> Liverpool hat. <laughs> I don't know. But by God, I'm in there, and I'm going to go for it. So we get in the press conference, and I'm biding my time. They bring, you know, Klopp comes in and whatnot, and they brought him in, and I waited until the last possible minute to raise my hand, and I got the last question in. And I knew, I was not nervous about asking for the hug at all. I have no shame. Yeah. I, I am unembarrassable. But I was worried about having a 
I, I knew I needed to have a sensible question to get his attention mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't, you know, if I had just blurted that out, I would, ah, screw you. Yep. So I asked him a question. I said, two-part question. And I asked him the first part, and I asked him basically if he felt that these tours of the European clubs coming to the States was helping to grow the brand and grow the sport in the United States. Did he feel they were worth it? And he responded, and he basically said, yeah, he felt they were really good for the image of the game and helped grow the sport and whatnot. Second part of the question. I'm only going to get a chance to ask you this once. Any chance I could get a hug? And he lost it. <laughs> and the minute he started laughing, I knew I was in. But I was, I'm was i from Youngstown, Ohio, son. You're not getting out of this room. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and when the press conference ended, he started, like, he come up and he come around the table. I just got up and started walking toward him. I said, come, okay, boss, how about that hug? He came right over and, uh, and gave me a squeeze, and, and it was worth it. <laughs> I still can't believe I pulled it off, but... You know, the thing is, I did not expect it to blow up like this. I really didn't because, honestly, maybe it's because I'm older because I'm, like, in my mid-50s and it doesn't realize, I don't realize that. I was just looking to get um, video on my phone yeah. to show my friends I did it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting all of this, like, a complete explosion of media viral, coverage about yeah. this. It went viral as hell. I just wanted to... To, to, to have a laugh and get a hug from the guy and have a chance to tell him from a fan how much what he did means to us and how much what he's done, what the club have done since he's come there. And how much I told him, I said, thank you for bringing the glory back to Hanfield because he's done that. And I don't know how often he gets to hear that from us mm-hmm. other than reading the papers or watching TV or whatnot. But I felt like I was speaking for every single last one of us on the globe when I did that. And that, that was my favorite part. To be honest, this is all kind of freaking my me out. My favorite part? You're my fucking doc blanket. <laughs> you're my doppelganger. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I did not expect that either, because then, then when you when the story started running and some of the clop lookalike clop double, <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. I'm tall, I'm thin, and I have a beard. Yep. I'm sorry. Exactly. But, <laughs> you know what so, I see? I so started funny. laughing so hard when I watched it, because then I heard that comment. And this was before they put it everywhere. You know, yeah. I said. I started laughing. I said, oh, my God, that's perfect. I just said that is the most perfect ending to that story because it is so, I don't know. It's, it was such a, a spontaneous thing that it was just, and yeah, I said, and, it works. It, and, it worked. And, and it's, it's just a, so much fun. It's especially weird coming from a German because, like, mythologically, like, the doppelganger, is like it, 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 it basically means double spirit, and if you see your double spirit, that that's an evil spirit that's trying to get rid of you and take your place. It's, it's your evil one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> And yeah, if only Jurgen knew exactly how true that might be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping he doesn't get a restraining order because uh, I got to go to Anfield next spring. Exactly. Uh, uh, it, it was too much fun, man. It really was. And like I'm I said, so happy I, you had that experience. I, I, I still can't believe I. Pulled it off, Tim. It's just like it just kind of happened, and I, I I don't know. I wasn't the slightest bit nervous. I just said, "By God, I'm going to pull this off." Or, and I and I would like to thank Miss Helen Stringer of Burnley for making it all, and Ron Potesta for making it happen. Because if it hadn't been for Helen mm-hmm. joking with me about it and putting the idea in my head, and then if Ronnie 
hadn't got me hooked up with those media passes. And also a shout-out to Dave Price, mm-hmm. who pulled a double shift at WKBN so I could make the trip. Uh, awesome. It was beautiful. It, does. it takes a team to get things done sometimes. Yeah, yes, it does. Yeah, I'm so happy it happened because I think you brought – you humanize the whole thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and to a certain level, because press conferences are boring. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever, I mean, if you've ever been to one before. Uh huh. And nowadays, everything's videoed. I mean, back when I first started, nothing was videoed. Nope. And you come in and, you know, Coach, talk about what happened, you know, uh, X part of the game. Or, yeah. Or you mentioned something that's going on. And, he, and they, and they, they respond. Sometimes it's a great response. Sometimes it's lighthearted. But usually you don't Playoffs. Get, yeah. Exactly. You don't get the human side too often. And that to me, hearing you know Klopp laugh when you after that it was the best second question I ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you pursued it, when you went down the middle and said, Hey, how about that hug, boss? Bring it in. You know, yep. bring it in. And it was it's just He's I think a genuine that's the part dude. of sports that we we lose in, in today. Very Everyone well talks about wins and losses, mm-hmm. and I get it. Yeah, I do more than anybody in the world because I covered it. Yeah, but sports is passion, right? And that's and that's a type of love that you have for something, right? And if you lose that human element in it, it does not become fun anymore. It doesn't mean a and damn you thing. Have to matter. I don't care what you're covering, if it becomes. Sterile. Yes. It's no fun. Right. And press conferences in general are sterile. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not always, but most of the time they are. And, and to insert, excuse me, to insert some fun to it and to, to humanize it. it, to me, it was the best thing in the world. Well, and I love that. I mean, it's like I said, it's my favorite moment this summer. I was uh, even involved. I'm, gl- I'm glad I could bring it. I'll tell you what, though. I, I, and you can feel the sincerity of the guy. The, the one guy from the, Sean from the uh, Liverpool Echo asked me how it felt. And I said, it, it, it was sincere. He was like, "Hey, I love I, I love you fans. I love my players. I love this club, and we're in this together. And you know, if that had been Pep Guardiola, you know, <laughs> he'd have probably smacked me in a bus. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's awesome. That's I think in sports, you want connections with those who run the team or are part of the team. Sure. And when you get cliche answers all the time, right? It." Kind of bores the place. If you ever been to a Bill Belichick press conference, oh Jesus! As I mean, no, I know what you, you, could, you know. I, you know the old them. saying when you know you've seen the memes and you know the old saying. I rather watch a, a wall be you know mm-hmm. dry, watch dry, paint dry. Yeah, paint dry than watch soccer. You used to hear that. That's not the case if you're watching Liverpool. That's not the case if you're listening to Klopp. It's yep. not the case if you're listening to the game like I have online. Yeah, and it is. That's. Passion, yes, and that's what it's all about. And when I do games, yep, I do my best, but I want to bring passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you lose the passion for it, where it becomes so uh, melodic or so uh, robotic, uh-huh. it's it just you have nothing to run. Now, winning changes all that atmosphere. Yeah. You'll deal with someone who's robotic, like like a Belichick, if you win as much as he has. Right, but uh, if you ever get Bill Belichick 
and I've never have, but from people I've known who spoke to him and know him, and they say, you get him outside that microphone area, he's, his dry sense of humor, uh-huh. his ability to, you know, to communicate right. is high. And it has to be if you're in that type of position. Sure. And, and Klopp obviously has such great relationships with his players, and they respect him. Yeah. And I think that's why... There's such a high level of success we've seen that he's brought to that organization. Yeah, he's, like he's you brought said, and he, brought that that passion back yes. to Ansfield. You know, there, and and speaking of passion, another uh, broadcaster, sportscaster that I can put on the level with anybody while I'm busy giving plugs out, uh, Robbie Schmidt calling YSU basketball. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that guy. Awesome, I volunteer to run the board for the YSU yep. games because I love working with thank that man and some of those games. Games last season. I've, oh man, I thought. I, I mean, I'm just yeah. watching my levels on my board like completely spike. <laughs> yep. like, and I've got the pot down like three quarters. And Robbie's still friggin' banging He's the awesome. thing. But you He's know the what? Best. I've, I've said this, and and just since you brought him up, Rob, uh, in my opinion, is the voice of the valley when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah. You know, I know he does the basketball, and he's done it for 20 years. And, you know, I remember when he used to do uh, games in Warren, mm-hmm. you know, on 1440, where I worked years ago. And yeah. Before I even met him. Um, I just honestly think, uh, talent-wise, he's one of the one of the, the smoothest and easiest mm-hmm. guys to listen to. And, you know, I'll say it again. I've said it on here before. He should be the voice of YSU. I have nothing against Bob Hannon. Bob does a great job. I'm on not. I'm, I have nothing against Bob Hanna, and I'm not trying to. And this is not a slam on him. But we have a talent of Rob. Why aren't we utilizing, utilizing that talent on the two most important things at YSU, hmm. at, at football and basketball? That's an and interesting he's point. He's been doing it for so long, and he is so good at it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I can say, oh no, I should be doing it. No, yeah. truth <laughs> it is, I know who should be doing it. It should be Rob Schmidt because he is the voice of YSU, and they should promote it that way. I know I'm getting off on a rant well, here, well, but that's something I, I've always believed, and I, I truly believe uh, it would make the broadcast that much better, and and even to the next level. Yeah. Speaking of YSU football, uh, were you listening the day that uh, Dick Hartzell couldn't make up his mind whether he wanted to say kick or punt, <laughs> so he combined them? <laughs> I love Dick Hartzell. Love I love coach. Dick Hartzell. I love, love coach, coach too. But it was, we had the delay turned off <laughs> because people in the stands were listening on their radios. Yep, right. You right, know, people right. were still doing that exactly. at the time. And, uh, yep. and and poor coach, he couldn't make up his mind whether we wanted to say kick, kick or, or punt. punt. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I, I've got the audio at the station. I'll send oh, it to oh, you. That's it's hilarious. Awesome. That's love awesome. coach, but it was it was funny. Yeah. It was epic. I remember a time. Coach was doing a game, and I could, one of our linebackers was out of place and gave up a long run. And he said, he ought to pack his bag in his room right now and get the hell out of here. He stinks. <laughs> best story I have for him is, uh, I've run into him a few different times, but best story I had is I decided years ago, this way before it ever happened, that if YSU and Ohio State ever play, uh-huh. I will be in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of those passionate things. Right. Because I love both yep. schools. You know, I went to YSU, graduated and all that, and always followed YSU sports. Yeah. Even so, though even though the game's the equivalent of Liverpool, Liverpool versus Sherwood Forest. Exactly. <laughs> and I said, this is what, need, you know, I'll, I will be there. And, you know, and I'm walking in. I, we've parked and we're walking towards uh 
Ohio Stadium, and there's Dick Herzl, and he sees my shirt, says YSU, and he goes, "Go Penguins!" <laughs> Coach told me. And he was walking in, and I started laughing. I says, I looked at my friend Jim at the time. I said, how's that possible? I said, Dick Hartzell's doing the yep. game, and he's walking in with us. <laughs> Coach told me the week before that game, he said, I will take Brandon Summers over to Terrell Pryor any day of the week. And I said, huh? I said, Coach. And Tim can attest to this, I think. I'm the biggest YSU fan in the area compared to most casual fans. I would, I would tell that by Ron Strollo and Penguin fans there is absolutely one question. And I said, Coach, there, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. And he went on a 15 minute rant. Oh, good lord! Giving me stats, and he said, "You can look at stats all you want." I'm taking this kid over this kid any day of the week. And I I walked away and I said, Coach, I, I think you're absolutely nuts. Two years ago, I ran into Coach in the grocery store. And I said, he, he said, hey, how you doing? I said, you remember when you said you'd take Brandon Summers? He goes, I'd still take him. He stinks. <laughs> and I said, Coach, you can't believe that the guy won a Rose Bowl for Ohio State. He goes, I don't care. I'm taking Brandon Summers over him. And he said, stinks. <laughs> Coach, uh, Brandon Summers with three and eight as our starting quarterback. That's beautiful. The doppelganger. That's to me still the best comment of the world. <laughs> you know, there are certain things in life that just make you laugh and have fun. And uh, sometimes there's a song and it makes yep. you do something. Well, sometimes there's an idea someone puts it into your head well, and you can't let it go. Uh, and I've all we've all been there. I'm just so glad everything added up that in the end you got the clop hug. The, that the, to me the was stars the best aligned. Yes. And, and that was for every single copite on the planet earth that hug i'm sharing it with everybody but him with that wisecrack you know what that told me was he thought it was pretty damn funny mm-hmm. that's what i thought too. <laughs> he wasn't at least bit annoyed he was like oh this guy's a real piece of work <laughs> I tell you, now i have go ahead a challenge because tim and i were talking about it before we went on the air uh-huh your next challenge yeah okay is to get a hug after any game or after... Well, you want me what? to try to po- hug Polini? Yeah. Are you trying <laughs> to get me killed? Absolutely. Are you trying to get Absolutely. me killed? <laughs> oh, Rivers brought this up the other Dude. day. Absolutely. You have to. Oh, Jesus. Have to get a hug from both. <laughs> you know what? I'm probably better. I've probably got a better chance of getting a hug off of Tito Francona or Mike Zimmer than I do he off of Bo Pelini. Exactly. And I said Tito will do that because he loves the fan. And I'm not saying Coach Pelini doesn't. I love Coach. That Pelini. would be the viral moment for you the rest of your, but, but, co- but, your life. But Bo's a little grumpy. He can be a yeah, grumpy. I he can be a Bo, grumpy Gus. Bo, Bo came into get go. The day the NCAA banned the satellite camp. So why is he supposed to have a big one? Yeah. You would have thought someone just took his best friend away from him. He was that peeved off. Yeah. But then I talked a couple months later after the championship game, and I said, Coach, we're glad you're here. And I said, that was one hell of a season, and it, that was a lot of fun. And he's turning that program around. And oh, I yeah. said to him, I, I said, Coach, I haven't had that much fun watching YSU and probably – 20 years since 97. Yeah. And he said, 
I'm sorry. And I said, what are you sorry for? That Don't was, be sorry, man. That was one hell of a season. He said, I'm sorry I couldn't get it done for you guys. And I said, Coach, that's not your fault. You, you, you want to know something that hurts? All those championship seasons under Trestle? I missed every home game. You know why I missed every home game? You're running the board. Parking services. I worked at YSU. Oh. I worked in parking services. Oh. I was in by behind the education building. Used to be the old lot where they would have the yep. fraternities tailgate. Yep. Yes. I could see the, the top part of the stadium from yep. there, but I missed every stinking home game every one of those years oh because gosh. I was working parking services. But I'll tell you one thing. I was in the fraternity parking lot. I was loaded the whole time. <laughs> so so at least I got a buzz. Every home game this year? Can we get you to miss every home game this year then? No, um, you know what? Um, if, if if that's what it takes, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, right. I, I will I will be coming to the home games this year. At least quite a few of them. Uh, we'll be uh, hanging out in the tailgate with WKBN and having a good time. I go to every home game. Come on down and see us, man. We're we're down there every every story? time. We played the championship game in '97 and '99. Uh huh. It it fell. My birthday December 19th. So our birthday, my birthday party was that Saturday. Uh huh. '97. We're playing McNeese State, and my dad and I always watched the games at our family friend's house. We went to games with, and my mom said we got the birthday party at four o'clock. I said, nope. No, we don't. Nope. This is my seventh birthday party. I said, No, we don't. <laughs> and she said. It's your party. You have to be there. I said, no, I don't. No, I don't. I'm trying to watch championship. And my mom, she starts the party, and I'm and I'm sitting there. I get back, and I'm all happy. Why is she won? And we're opening presents. I said, okay, I'm bored. <laughs> and my dad said, what do you want to do? I said, how about we send these people home? He goes, you can't do it. It's your birthday party. It's your family. Yeah. Get the hell KBN out. News comes on. They said, why is you returning to the Youngstown Regional Airport at such and such time? And uh, fans, are, you, you can line up at this gate. I said, Dad, we're going. Get in the car. He said, I'm not <laughs> driving to Youngstown Warren Regional Airport at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> I said, it's my birthday, right? He goes, yeah. Yeah. My gift. And I said, uh, he goes, that's what you want as your gift? I said, get in the car, we're gone. We're sending these people home. <laughs> On my grandpa's grave, we canceled the birthday party, and we went up to the airport. I don't think my mom forgot that, because two years later when I had tickets to the Georgia Southern game, uh, she said no. Oh. And I will hold that over her head, <laughs> even though we lost. Yeah. And I said to her on that day, I said, the next time we go to the championship game, I will go. Tim, was I there in 2016? Yes, yes, I throws my butt off and sat with those frat brother bags. Yeah, from James Madison. <laughs> See, it's funny how you tie moms into things. Because, and I don't know if I, I mentioned this when I was talking about the, with, mm -hmm. with the Liverpool stuff. It was a funny thing. It involves my mom, and I even mentioned it to the guys yep. at the Echo. We were living in my mom's at one point. It was 2013-14 season, and uh, my dad had passed away. Liz and I were living back with my mom, and we had won a game. I can't remember who we beat. And I'm walking around the house at the top of my lungs. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high. My mom goes, James. She's always serious when she says James. My mother says, why are you singing that? 
And I explain, well, Mom, Liverpool just won. I'm supposed to sing it. <laughs> and she goes, that's my favorite song. I used to sing that in chorus when I was in high school. You tell me that's not going to seal something for wow. you. That's Hands not going to be. It was bam. meant to be. It was just meant to You're be. You're a red you brother. You know the biggest Notre Dame fan in my family? Uh. It's not my uncle who went there. It's not my aunt who's a monogram winner who played field hockey there. Uh-huh. It's not my cousins who went there. It's not my grandpa who's had season tickets for 60 years. My mother. Yeah. I will never forget Notre Dame playing Michigan State in 2002. She will kill me. For telling this story. Okay. She will kill me for All telling right. this story. All right. You're a dead man. Can I have your stuff? Notre Dame <laughs> is losing to Michigan State again in the last minute for like the 1,500th straight year. She is sitting on my sister's bed. Notre Dame has like third and ten at, the, at their own 25. They throw a slant route to RNS Battle from the backup quarterback, Pat Dillingham. It goes for a game-winning touchdown. <laughs> she is jumping on the bed. Pumping the ceiling. I thought she was going to raise the freaking roof with her hands. I have never seen someone more excited in my life than she was. That's beautiful. I have never seen anybody more excited in, in my life. That's beautiful. Uh, and it's amazing what mothers can do, isn't it? It is amazing what they can do. But then again, speaking of exciting, <laughs> excited, you should have been with us at Westside Bowl when we beat Barca 4-0. You want to talk about, uh, like, there was only, like, who was there? It was me and, and Peter and our friend Mike and uh, Nate and the owner was there. And when that four, the third one, we're like, no, oh, this isn't happening. I was listening to it on a stream. And this isn't, <laughs> this isn't happening. happening. And, and then when that fourth my one My favorite announcer's in. going nuts. And when that fourth one went in, it was just, and Divock Origi, no less. How do you not love Divock Origi? I'm getting his jersey. <laughs> you talk about a guy, he just kind of hung around and hung around and was injured a lot, and he really couldn't get into the first team a lot. But who winds up being Mr. Clutch? Yep. Mr. Frickin' Clutch. I love that guy. Quick little story on YSU. Yeah. I uh, used to attend all the championship games. Right. Um, well, especially when they're down in Huntington or in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Before they took them down to Texas. You know, I didn't yep. go to that one. So, uh, it was the 97 championship game. And I was working for 1440 up in Warren. Right. Had my own show and a couple other things going on. So, I said, well... And I used to go down to YSU on a press pass. And, you know, mm-hmm. and... I'll cover the team and get some sound from the game. Right, so right. I called up. I did my typical fax to YSU that morning, you know, that Monday morning of the championship game and, you know, make my request and all this. And I, you know, follow up. Everything's good, right? So uh, f- my friend um, and I decided we're going down to Tennessee to see the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so we drove down the night before. Had a great time, unbelievable time before the game. But at the game, I get to the game. I go to the press credential area. Nothing. Oh jeez. No press thing. And um, I'm like, such. I can't remember who the uh, SID was at the time. And I called. You know, I called him up on my phone. I had a cell phone. You know, and I called him up, and he goes, and it's just dead silence on the other end. Oh jeez. And I'm like, and he goes. I'll be down. Hang on. And he comes down, and he goes like this. He goes, Jim Campbell couldn't make it. 
<laughs> he, he obviously no one probably could pay to get him down there. Yeah. You know, and they didn't know you weren't Campbell. So <laughs> and he goes like this. He hands me Jim Campbell's credentials. I was Jim Campbell the rest of the day. <laughs> well, why the hell? And I used and I went back into my office after the game. That's um, funny. I had I had that hanging over my our desk in my office. I shared with my uh, partner doing the uh, uh, a show. And they used to say the Jim Campbell, you know, press credential yep. for that game and all that. And uh, I actually went onto the field because I was like, okay, you get down on the field before at the end of the game type thing. So I look, I looked at my friend and I says, everyone's going to storm the field anyways. I'm just going to yep. go. And I went and got like three interviews right on the field with the nice, players. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> but on yeah, Jim Campbell's, on John, Jim Campbell's <laughs> press ca- uh, pass. Did you know, here's an interesting factoid for you. Did you know that Jim Campbell has a purple heart from Vietnam? No, I did not know that. I didn't know either. True fact. He has a purple heart from Vietnam. And the story he told me was uh, Jim worked for Armed Forces Radio. And he was inside gone and he was just on a um like out on the town like had a pass Mm -hmm. so he was just like out like seeing the sights and walking around saigon and uh some vc terrorist threw a grenade into a crowd and jim caught a piece of shrapnel in a not too horrible place and he wound up with a purple heart wow just for walking down the street, minding his own business. <laughs> no, no big combat yeah. myth stories. No big storm in the bunker. No tunnel yep. rat stuff. Just he wasn't trying wh- to get an interview or anything. With that. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, well, Mike, what can I say? Thank you so very much for making the trip over here. Thank you for having me. Glad, glad, glad you're glad you've turned red. We got to start working on this yes. young man. <laughs> hey, I'm bringing him to the West Side. I, it just got to happen. Uh, got, West Side Bowl. Just open your mind. Exactly. And let the little light come you on. You want to know a funny story real quick? You guys were talking about how you became hockey fans and all that. Yeah. I was never really big into hockey. And my ex-girlfriend at the time, she went to a hockey school up in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know, okay, I'll I'll watch a game because it was going to be on Eastman. They're going to be in the Frozen Four. And I said, you know what? I'll watch it. Yeah. Know? I'll watch a few and I'll try to understand... You know, you watch the games for me, so I'll... I'll try to figure it out. By the way, she rooted for the Broncos against the Vikings. Her dad almost killed me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, she sent me a shirt in the mail, and I'm wearing it, and I turned the game on. No, I had no idea who they're playing. I said, I'll just turn the game on. St. Cloud State is playing in the regional championship against who? Notre Dame. <laughs> and here I am, walking downtown South Bend, wearing a shirt. Of the team they're supposed to play for the regional final. You're a brave man. He are. Yeah. Love <laughs> crazy thing. Tough thing. <laughs> that guy, dude, yes, indeed, it is. That's going to be like me and Lambo with my Vikings jersey. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I want pictures of that too. <laughs> that one I might not live. No, Packers fans are great though. That's a that's an aged rivalry. Yeah, which they is, are it's, good fans. It, which, as far as like rivalries go, that's a fairly friendly one. Yeah. That's not like when you're getting yeah, into like. Exactly. It's well, you know the Chicago. thing I still the thing I still yeah. feel bad about is that when uh, Modell moved the team to Baltimore, he took the rivalry with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I want the Browns to make that big comeback to where they're finally kicking the crap out of the Steelers for a change, because especially being married into a family Some of them, Steelers fans. I'm uh. so sick of hearing it. I be, don't 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 get me started with how sick of those people. Man. <laughs> and you got to live was, with one every day. This was a number of years ago. 
when the Vikings, before they got the contract for U.S. Bank Stadium, there was talk they were going to move the Vikings to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there, and my father-in-law looks at me with this bit of a smirk. So what are you going to do if they move the Vikings to Los Angeles? And I looked him dead in the eye without missing a beat, and I said, why, become a Browns fan? Of course. Why? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no tomfoolery at my house. I'll tell you what. When the Browns moved, I hardly watched the NFL for three years. Yeah. I mean, I had to because it was part of my job being in sports. But it wasn't the same. But it wasn't the same. And when they came back, it was different. It wasn't the same. And it is taken, I hate saying it, I mean, the painful of 20 years of losses and everything going on. It's starting to feel good again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it's taken 20 years to get to this point. I mean, it's 19, it was 1999 the Browns came back. It's 2019, and we're finally talking about a team that has a chance to succeed. No, And I'm not even going to say, you know, just succeed. Nine and seven, ten and six. Yeah, have a winning record. They haven't had a winning record since 2010. You know what they need to do is get rid of them crap uniforms. I oh, hate, I hate, I hate those. Oh. Everybody I know hates them. Uh, yeah. Orange just, pants. Exactly. Just, just be the Browns. Go yep. back to what they are. They're the yep. white uniforms, the 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 brown top, uh, or you know the white uh, all whites. I'm an I have no problem. Just go back guy. to the original stuff. Yes, indeed. Could you imagine? I mean, oh God. Like I said, you always get someone from outside the area who ends up by a team like, you know, what happened in Cleveland. Right. And they think, oh, we can redo it mm-hmm. all. No. You don't need to. That's not just, how it works. Just, just bring back what they are and who they are. It'd be like changing the Packers. Yeah. Why would you yep. do that? Changing the Vikings. Why would you do that? Right. You don't do that to storage franchise. No. I know this is 2.0, but it's still Cleveland. And it's yep. still Football is still the NFL. You don't change. You don't put a logo on the freaking helmet. Nope. Nope. You know, nope. They are who they are. And keep the know, logos off. And maybe the numbers. Maybe the numbers. Maybe because they, they, they did, did do that. the numbers they for a long did time. That. And I know years ago they had the the elf, but I'm not an elf fan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind the elf, but I'm just I used, not an elf fan. I used to know a guy that had an elf costume. He used to wear it to the games. But he would get loaded and just ah. I, I used to have front seat dog pounds uh, back in the dog pound era. I had I had I was right on the front row in the yeah. dog pound every year. It was phenomenal. And it was one of some of the the best football and experiences I ever had. And, and it in that, you know, even the year they <laughs> they fell apart off the edge, you yeah. know, and uh, fired the coach in the middle of the year and all that um it was still, I mean, being at the old stadium in the old dog pound was just so Amazing. It's coming, but I will remind you that whether it comes this year or 10 years from now, it doesn't matter because Liverpool Football Club are six times champions of Europe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> never walk alone, brother. We will never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. And you'll stay tuned into Radio MVP Sports Podcast with Anthea and I. We're here in Bourbon with our good friend, Vike. And we want to thank you all for listening here tonight. And this will be posted very soon because I do very little, if any, editing, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Because that's what podcast is about. It's yeah. about having fun and enjoying sports and everything else we do. Check us out on our website, RadioMVP.com.
Uh, check us out on social media, The Real Radio MVP on Twitter. Uh, I'm not Tim Continenza. You're at ACAP17. ACAP17 on both uh, Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. I'm Tim Continenza on all social medias. Are you on any social media? Uh, 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 try the uh, Viking570 on Instagram. All right. There you go. For Vike, for Anthony, I'm Tim. Have a great day, everyone. That was fun. Hey, you still there? You made the right choice. We got one more story to give you from uh, Vike. So enjoy this. And thanks again for all your downloads and support of Radio MVP. Bill from the Vikings Club. He works for a company that gets VIP passes for the Hall of Fame game and the induction ceremony. The whole spread, you go mm-hmm. into the corporate tent, you get all this free food, all this free booze, free entry and whatnot. We go up to the Hall of Fame game. I got a selfie with Carl Eller, by the way, at this Hall mm-hmm. of Fame game. But we're standing in line for beer. And I'm standing there, and, and, and it was the year Randy Moss got in, just as last year, when Moss got in. Was that last year? Yeah. 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 Um, so we went to see Randy Moss is getting yep. in. We're going, we're, we're, we're in heaven. But we're standing in line for beer, and there's a ton of Eagles fans there, too. Because uh, one of their, one who got in uh, from the Eagles. John but and, Randall? No, no, from the Eagles got in. Um, uh, I can't think of who it was, but anyway, tons of Eagles fans all over the place. Plus, they beat us, and, you know, yeah. it was all fun. We were, you know, they weren't real. Yeah. Like you hear about Eagles fans, yeah. they weren't. They were all real nice. We're standing in line getting beer, and I'm trying to explain to Bill the joy of the beautiful game and the rapture that is Liverpool Football Club and trying to explain it to him. And while I'm trying to explain this to Bill, there's this old, like probably in his mid-60s Eagles fan standing behind me. He goes, hey, you talking about the Premier League? I turn around and says, yeah. What's your favorite team? I said, so I told him. And he goes, oh, Jesus Christ, that's my son-in-law's favorite team. He's got me watching that shit now. How about that Mohamed Salah? And there's me and some Eagles fan in the temple of the NFL on its most glorious day, and we're talking about footy. (laughs) That was a beautiful thing.